This is the Rediscover State College podcast. On this show, we talk to locals about how they were able to find their happy place in Happy Valley. I'm your host, Brad Grosnick. With us today, we have Liz Grove. Liz is the owner of Pine Grove Hall, an upscale casual restaurant and bar with an emphasis on locally sourced food, craft cocktails, and live music that opened in June 2020. We'll talk to Liz about how she was able to open a restaurant and music venue and ultimately win over the local community. Liz, thank you so much for chatting with me. Sure, this is fun. So I, I got to admit, like what, what really had me reach out to you was a, a post on Facebook that I saw. I think you reposted it uh, about a what, month ago. And about eight years ago, you had asked your Facebook friends, should I move to Nashville? I'll reveal you decided not to do that. But I'd love to talk to you about like what spurred that initial kind of post and what happened in the in the last uh, seven or eight years that that led to where we are now. Okay. Do you have a lot of time? No, but there's a lot of stories behind (laughs) this. So I I am from here, born and raised, went to Penn State and then moved to New York City for 20 years. And so and then I came back. And when I came back, I was helping my dad with his business. And then he passed away and I thought, well, am I going to stay here again? Because I had that chance to get out, right? Go somewhere else, go to the big city. And I came back here and, and I realized I really liked it. I was raising my kids. I have three kids. Um, and then they were out of the house. Okay, now what do we do, right? They're out of the house. Do I want to stay in state college? I want to do my music. I'm also a musician. And there was like, there was a lack of venue here is what I figured out. I was like, hmm, there's so much talent. I really like to be here, except it's a little boring. There's not enough, you know, we need another music venue. And my daughter had just moved to Nashville or was going to move to Nashville. She's a singer too. And she had just graduated Penn State. So I think part of it was like, I was intrigued because she was down there. I took a trip down there and I was like, hmm, you know, maybe we should go down there because there's music and it's a bigger city. So that's where that came from. That's a fascinating story. You chose not to. So why, why did you end up choosing not to? And what led to you deciding to open up your own music venue, Fine Grove Hall, in 2020? Hmm. Well, opportunity, I guess. I knew that, you know, first of all, we know if anybody, anybody growing up here, it, it's, it's easy to live here. It's easy to get around. It's less expensive. You go to a big city. It seems like there's a lot more opportunity. You make more money. But really, the cost of living and the kind of the craziness that comes along with that, that can really stop you from, you know, doing a new business. So I knew that I just thought we could do it here. I thought, is there something that can become available that we could actually open as a music venue? And so the person who owned, it was called the Old Oak Tavern. I had kind of had my eye, you know, everybody kind of knew that it would be a great place to have live music. It has a stage and it had a liquor license. So her name was Kathy Herr. And I would just, I would contact her once a year and say, you know, are you thinking about selling? Because she wasn't, her kids were older and she wasn't so interested in, in keeping it going. No, I'm not really interested. I'm not ready yet. And then finally, one day she said, yeah, I, I'm ready to sell. And I knew, so that's really the, the opportunity and the physical, the building and the liquor license kind of presented itself. And I'm like, uh-oh, now I have to, do, now I, I have to put my money where my mouth is, right? We need a new venue. I guess I'm the one that's going to have to do it. Yeah. And I remember, so I moved back to State College in, in 2015 
from mm-hmm. New York City also. Oh. Um, <laughs> and we would always drive past Oak Point Tavern on our way to Rothrock because, you know, you, you, tur- you it's right at right. that corner where you go up to Joe Vista and over to Rothrock. It's such a... Right. And, and, we, and my wife and I would always look at that place. How would, what's going on with that place? Like, that would be such a great, great place. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Pine Grove Hall also seems like such a great place for for a music venue, too, because that little town seems to be kind of a little bit up and coming. Yes, exactly. The Naked Egg. You know, they kind of proved that people would come out here, you know, out here, right? We're like eight minutes away from State College. But yeah, they were jam-packed every morning for brunch and, and breakfast. And the development, the new apartments are coming out this way. You can kind of see as it, you know, pressing out this way. So it's a great little town. I'm all in on Pine Grove Mills now. I live here now. I even moved here. <laughs> and Liz Grove, you're no relation to Pine Grove. Is that true? No, no <laughs> relation. So people were telling me I should call it the Grove. And I said, no, 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 that's too much. Yeah, it just feels like almost like the stars are aligned like for you to open a, uh, a music venue in Pine Grove Mills. Yes, there is so much synchronicity about people that came out to help, about people that, um, I don't know, just our staff. Um, the story of how I got our chef is a, is a fun one. I was talking to my cousin. And again, this is another great reason about being local and like being small town or all these little connections. I said to my cousin, I said, hey, I'm opening a restaurant, but I need a chef. I've never, that's not my forte, right? I can do the music part, but I need someone to help with the food. And she said, well, my son's roommate is a chef. Oh, really? Okay, well, have him send me a resume. And I got his resume the next day. And it was amazing. It was one of those, Tori, Tori Glossner. He grew up in Penns Valley, went to culinary school in New England, went out to San Francisco, kind of and came back and, and worked here at another place for a while. And then he was getting to le- ready to leave again. Also, kind of for that same reason, he wanted to open his own restaurant. He wasn't finding kind of the the challenging places around here because he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to use local ingredients, etc. And so he sent me his resume like two months before he was let, ready to leave and go somewhere else. And I said, hey, come and see what we're doing. You can have total autonomy. You can have your whole, your creative outlet, just like a musician, right? Except in the, on the food side of things. And we just, we hit it off and he stayed. So we got, we kept someone here, right? In state college that was going to leave because of this new creative endeavor. That's, that's the way I like to think about it. And so the plan originally wasn't necessarily to open this kind of upscale dining experience, no. experimental kind of thing that you guys are, are starting to be known for. Correct. It was going because I didn't know that side. I wanted to have, I knew I didn't want to have bar food, but I wanted to have a really quality music venue because being musicians, my partner and I, Steve, he's an engineer. He worked in the audio industry side of things, and I worked in the music industry side of things in New York and also being musicians. So we knew we wanted to elevate the music experience. We knew we could do that, and we needed that around here. But not the food that Tori just kind of dropped, you know, dropped from the ether. (laughs) Wow. And, And so, again, going back to 2015, I think one of the complaints we would hear often in the community is that there weren't a lot of uh, nice sit-down restaurants. But since then, you know, there's been a there's been several really nice restaurants opening up. Just interesting how, how all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. It, you know, prior to this, you, you mentioned, um, you know, you spent 20 years in, in New York and then you moved and helped your father's business. Uh, like, was any of that in the restaurant industry or, you know, did you ever see yourself opening uh, a restaurant and music venue other than maybe just have? 
a dream of, of a music venue? Not really. Um, but, but I look back. So my dad, my, both my mom and my dad were entrepreneurs, except they didn't use that word back then, right? But my dad was a contractor. You know, he was a World War II vet. He was born in Belfont, small town. And he came back and he was one of those that, you know, worked his way up, built houses and just kind of figured it out on his own. And then he ended up building uh, student apartments in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, when a lot of the locals, Penn State had too many students. And so they reached out to the local builders and said, hey, we need more apartments. So he did that um, and just ended up owning and operating the apartments. So when I came back, it was to help with that. So I got my real estate license. That was all new. But then I also automated the office and my background, well, I was a classical piano major. So that's also over in left field. So, but I thought I like business and my mom, my mom had her own business also after six kids. She, she started the glider port out in Julianne. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. The world famous glider port. That's my mom. Wow. Yep. And she had like a whole second career after having her kids. She and my stepdad. They were in their late 30s, I guess, and they decided to do that venture. So this idea, I think, of, you know, being able to go out and do things, and it's just a set of skills. And it turns out, if I would have known back then, but back then I was, my skill set was more computers and organizing and finance and kind of like that general contractor thing, that big picture and operations. I, I worked for a CD distributor in New York for, for 13 years, actually. We had 10 million CDs in our warehouse. So I got really good at, at and I was there at the very beginning. So I, I think the restaurant business is, is like any other business in the sense of the most basic things, marketing and sales and organization, people, staff, right? And then the whole creative bent just came to me through my music and my interest in, in history. So it's a little bit of everything that I love. Right. And it just came together. And I'm just at this point in life where it it fits a little bit of everything that I've had experience, you know, over the last 30, 40 years. Well, I, I, I would say that you've made a splash since opening during the pandemic. You know, I don't want to skip over that part. Um, so what was it like? You know, you said you Pine Grove Hall was set to open in June of 2020. Like, were you ever just like, you know what, the stars are not aligning on this thing? Or was it, you know, we're all in, we got to just figure our way through this kind of thing. What was it like? Take me back to that, that opening month. Okay. Having great people, hiring people that are really good at what they do, like Tori, our chef, and our bartenders, and, you know, and our staff, and letting them, so my job is to let them do what they do best, right? And I'm just kind of like the conductor. Yeah, I would imagine having gone through that, you know, and being on the other side of it, there you have just such a uh, huge bond with your employees. Um, it's almost like a boot camp, or it's almost you know something like that. It was. We are too far in. We have to keep going, and and I had to be really positive because the like the brain, the brain, the decision making was really a lot. I mean, everybody knows it has a, had a business back then, especially small businesses, let alone a startup. The decision making was constant. Like in one, I remember one particular day in the morning, I had one business plan. And then I think it was at one o'clock, the governor said, we're going to change the rules and you have to do this. And my brain was like, ah, oh, we have to readjust. We can do that. And then at nighttime, I had like something else happened. And so my, I was in this constant 
state of reinventing how we're going to do the literally the next week, the next two weeks. How are we going to pay people? There's no tips. We only can do takeout. How do we all of like, yeah, it was exhausting. (laughs) But also, I think that's the creativity, right? Like if your brain can constantly, it's trouble, trouble, problem solving, figuring it out and having the staff kind of come along with you. Like the negativity, I would say, "Hmm, no negativity, can't overload, right? We must be positive and figure it out. And we there's no turning back. We are mm-hmm. too far in this, right? And so now that hopefully, you know, the, the pandemic is, is behind us, what, 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 what's your dream with Pine Grove Hall? And what, what do you hope to be, if, you know, in here in five, 10 years? That's a good question. There's a lot of revitalization in our little, our small communities, Lamont, Bowlesburg, and now Pine Grove Mills, I think is kind of in that a lot of attention being paid to agriculture and to, you know, locally sourced, which we're obviously doing. And we're really poised to take advantage of all that. Also with music, I would like to see State College become much more of a music, you know, music mecca. We've never had any band really break out of here, like original band. And it's strange to me. There's so much creativity. There's so many young people, right? So I would love and I already sense that happening, actually, for it to be kind of a a place for musicians to come and to be able to play and, and to chill out a little bit. We had a band that came from Pittsburgh, actually. They came three months ago and they were on tour and we were their last stop. And they and they had never been here before. And they got out of their cars and went over on the grass and laid down and looked up at the sky. Now they had been touring out west and all the in big cities and all the craziness. And they just laid on the grass and looked up at the blue sky and said, This this is just the best. And we fed them and they loved it. And I feel like they decompressed. And I, you know, as musicians and being in a creative field, we need that calmness. We need that to kind of reinvigorate. So I hope that we can get musicians to come here and appreciate being in the small town. And we're getting more touring bands. So right now we're doing one touring band a month. Last night we had House of Hamill, this really cool, sophisticated Irish indie folk. They're out of Allentown, actually. And they were on their way out west on a small tour. And oh my heavens, it was so much fun last night. They were so good. Um, And they're going to tell their friends and they're going to come back through, you know, as they head out towards Pittsburgh, or if you're coming back the other way, we're halfway between New York and Baltimore and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. So we're poised to be that that place. Yeah, I've heard that from from bands that play at Elk Creek Cafe too, because it's they're they're you know just on the other side of of town from you guys, kind of just in this small town of Milheim, and people come through and like, oh wow, there's such great community and like people really love music here and to have another venue like Pine Grove Hall and then you know the state theater and a number of other um, places to your point like it it feels like there's a burgeoning scene or at least like the infrastructure is there for musicians to really take take advantage of this so I don't want to skip over your cocktails your cocktails are are starting to get a name for yourself name for themselves also uh, and I'm sensing a theme, very creative. Can you tell me a little bit about what you guys uh, did and how you're approaching that? Maybe maybe your favorite. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. So Scary Corner, Scary is our bartender. A lot of people know him from Fuji Jade. 
and he was there for quite a while. He he's like a musician. And that's another really interesting thing. I was never in the restaurant business. And yet now I see being I mean, I played music. So actually, ironically, you know, when I was at Penn State, I was getting my degree, but I was playing in a rock band every weekend. So I was in the restaurant business, right? It's looking back like, hmm, I was just on the stage. But now that I'm in it, I see the kitchen and I see the bar staff, obviously the sound guys, et cetera. Everybody, it's, it's like it's showtime. It feels like that. And Garrick is just really creative and he's passionate about it. That's the other thing. You have to really love what you do. If you love what you do, you know, you want to do it to the highest level. And he, he just comes up with ingredients. He writes our menu. He, even the words he uses to describe the drinks, right? I, if our menu is online so everybody can see it. I, I don't know how he does it. It's just a talent. And he, he loves it. And it's about flavors, just like the food. It's about really high quality, which everything is also. I kind of wanted to raise the bar with music. Well, he's raising the bar with cocktails. And Tori is raising the bar with the food right? Because they love it. And I give him total autonomy. So I can take no credit for that. And I can't explain how he does it. <laughs> In the cities, you have servers that are professional servers. You have, right, bar bartenders. And I, wouldn't it be great if we could create that here, as opposed to the servers that are students and they come and go and, you know, that transient crowd, not just in restaurants, but in all aspects. What if we could create you know, a place and have it where people are professional. They come to the restaurant. It would be jobs. It would be a professional position, right? I would love to do that. That elevates the whole service side to it, right? I love it. I love the vision. I'm curious. So if listeners want to come visit and, and, and see it, what would you recommend? What's the ideal way to, you know, visit Pine Grove Hall? Our tagline is eat, drink, listen, because we couldn't decide what we wanted to be. And I thought, well, everything is equal. I want great food. You know, I want great cocktails. I want great music. And as it's turned out, I would say it's kind of evenly split in terms of how, why people come here. Some people come for the food. They, are, they want that experience. Other people are big music fans um, or cocktails. But once they're here, then they kind of see, so they have to choose which of those they want to focus on, right? And if it's music, we have two or three shows a week. So look at our website or and see what's happening and just pick a night. We mostly do reservation. We're like 90% reservation, which is great, actually. And come experience that. And then you get sucked into the rest of it. And they, then they get to see the space and go, hmm, where are we? We're not in State College because it doesn't look like State College. And then the next time, maybe they come back for food. And, and you know, it's, it's like half and half music folks, food folks, but then they see the community and they, the idea of other people that are similar. And then they come back for something, you know, something different. We're having music retrospectives where it's a little bit like a lecture discussion upstairs. So we're getting great feedback on that and kind of drawing people in for different reasons, right? Community, boy, we need that now, don't we? We need a place to commune together. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful this community has people like you doing things, doing things like this. I agree. Um, places like Pine Grove Hall are are, are what makes State College in, in the area so special. You know, just to come full circle from the beginning, like I'm glad you stayed here and invested in the community and didn't, you know, 
pack your suitcases in Nashville. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for doing this. The president of Penn State, she was here for an alumni party. She said, thank you for having this because they, I think they lived in Chicago and they wanted great food and they were a little nervous about coming here. And she said it really helped. You know, it helped them kind of say, oh, there is more here than, than burgers and bars, et cetera, and students. So that's what we want. So that made me feel like, yes, that's kind of what we're doing. We're trying to let people know that we're, we're a small town, but, you know, we have some sophisticated things happening here. Now we're going to enter our segment called How to Do the Thing, where we ask you to briefly lay out for us three actual steps on how to do the thing, or at least how to get started. The thing in this case is opening a restaurant and music venue in the State College area. What would you say are three actual steps our listeners could take toward achieving that goal? That's a good question. So my first thought is to find at least one other person that has a set of skills that complements what you already do, something that would add value to your endeavor because it's really hard and it takes a lot of time and I think you can't do it on your own. So that would be the very first thing. Um, the second thing would be to do, do research, find something that's unique. You know, like we wanted to focus on live music and we wanted it to be something different that, that solve a problem, fill an unmet need. The other step is clear your schedule for the foreseeable future. I would say for, for the next two years or so, <laughs> and obviously having the financial, you know, wherewithal to get started, but also the time. There is never enough time. So, Clear your schedule and get ready to kind of do this 24-7. Well, again, super appreciative of, of you doing that for, for our community. And thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Rediscover State College podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe to the Rediscover State College podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Episodes will be released every month. If you want to connect with Liz about anything we just talked about, or you just have some thoughts about opening a restaurant or music venue, email us at hello at rediscoverstatecollege.com.